but he showed to us how we can answer the devil. What did Jesus do? He answered all three with a rebuke, quoting exactly what God said. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and today we are going to be talking more about what the Bible has to say about angels and demons as we wrap up this series on overcoming the wiles of the devil, protecting ourselves, putting on the whole armor of God. And there has been a lie out there. The lie is that God is holding back. We're going to talk more about the lie in Genesis 3, the lie of the serpent to the woman, the serpent speaking some truth, but twisting it, not giving you full truth. And if it's not full truth, it's a lie. The devil doesn't jump out in horns and a red suit and a pitchfork. The devil is subtle. He's the angel of light. He was, and he fell, Lucifer. But his deceptions are very convincing. And when you start to think God's holding back, that's buying into the lie that got us into all this trouble in the first place. So today we're going to talk about resisting the devil, fleeing from sin, and putting on the whole armor of God. Really important things that we need to know, making sure that we can overcome the devil and the flesh and the world. Now, we have this series available. It's a CD audio series. You can get the three-part series, Angels and Demons, what the Bible has to say about these when you go to our website, ingraceradio.com. When you're at our website, for those of you that live in Arizona, we'd love for you to get a free ticket to an event called Gather in Grace. It's early February. My wife, Karen, and I and some of our staff will be there. We're going to host it, and we're going to have a wonderful time together in the Word. We're going to talk about Israel and Bible prophecy. There's a limited number of free tickets. We already have over half sold or half given away, and we would love to have you attend as well. So if you're in the Phoenix, Arizona area, then please go to our website and get the Gather in Grace Arizona tickets. Again, they're free, ingraceradio.com. Story continues in verse 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Is that a true statement or is that a lie? That is a lie. God said, if you eat of it, you will surely die. The serpent lied and said, you will not surely die. The serpent says, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. That's actually a true statement. You see how the devil uses truth, but he doesn't give you the whole truth, so it sounds right? All you have to do is watch Christian television, okay? It looks good, it sounds right, but they're forgetting a lot of stuff in there but you need to know what the Bible says so you're not duped by all of that, okay? Yes, God said, your eyes will be opened. And then Satan says, and ye shall be as gods. Is that true? No, that's a lie. So you have a lie, you have truth, you have a lie. Knowing good from evil, that's actually true. Their eyes would be opened, they would know good from evil, but that's not a good thing. They would lose their innocence. They would have an experiential knowledge of sin and of rebellion. God did not want that for us. He didn't want us to experience that because with that comes so many horrible things, including separation from him. Wow. Lie, true, lie, true. The devil uses truth. The devil uses God's word, but he leaves out stuff. 
When the woman, in verse six, saw that the tree was good for food. That's one thing I want you to really concentrate on. Good for food. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. Number two, think about that. Pleasant for the eyes. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. Number three, what we're seeing that the devil is tempting her with three things. And all three of these things we can succumb to if we're not careful, if we're not aware. This is the way the devil does it. So what is he doing when he is tempting her that this tree is good for food? Well, he's tempting physically. He's tempting our flesh. He's tempting the way God created us. This is something that appeals to our senses, to our sense of pleasure. She also not only saw that the tree was good for food, but it was also pleasant to the eyes, which is an appeal to our emotion. So not only is it an appeal to our flesh or to our body, to our physical nature, but also to our emotion. The aesthetic, it was beautiful. It looked good. And we have that emotional component that we see something that's beautiful visually. It's something that moves you emotionally. And then it was something that was tempting her intellect, okay, which is it was a desire to make one wise. So you have all three of these components, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. And you know what? In 1 John 2.16, we're warned of this. It says, for that, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, there it is, the lust of the eyes, the emotion, the visual stimulant, and the pride of life, the appeal to the intellect. We're warned about this. Satan used it to Eve. She fell. We're warned about it. We now know that's how he's going to do it. He's going to appeal to one or all three of those things, the flesh, the emotion, or the intellect. Now, fortunately, in two of the Gospels, we read about Jesus' temptation. And you know, there was the devil, and there was Jesus. And Jesus had been fasting for 40 days, and the devil appears to him. Jesus is hungry. Have any of you ever gone 40 days without food? Man. So what does Satan do? Satan appeals to his flesh. Make some bread. Take these stones and make bread. And then Satan appeals to his emotional desire to be given the kingdoms of the world. Wouldn't that be great if I had the kingdoms of the world? Now, Jesus already did, but the devil still had the authority and will until Jesus comes back, okay? It's like God gave Lucifer authority and he's usurping that authority and there's one day a sheriff's gonna come back and evict him, okay? So he still has that authority and that was God-given and Jesus, again, the appeal to his emotion to be given the kingdoms of the world and Jesus rebuked him for that as well. And then the third temptation of the devil in the wilderness was the spiritual temptation that if he threw himself off this pinnacle of the temple that the angels would catch him. And wouldn't that be great to be caught by angels? Now, of course, Jesus, the Son of God, created the angels, and it's absurd, but they're the same three temptations, the same three things. Now, how did Jesus win? How did Jesus defeat the devil with those three temptations? How did he not succumb? Now, personally, I believe that he could not sin. Okay, so it wasn't like, that was close. I'm glad Jesus didn't sin. No, if he's God, he can't sin. 
but he showed it to us how we can answer the devil. What did Jesus do? He answered all three with a rebuke quoting exactly what God said. Okay? This is important. That's how we can defeat the devil, is by using what God said, to know what the scripture is and to answer the devil with scripture. So what happened? Well, unfortunately, back in Genesis 3, she took the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And sin came into the world and death and crime and cancer and rape and murder. All of these things are in the world. Sinners never sin alone. They always want to bring others into it. Why do sinners always want to bring someone else into their sin? Because they want to justify themselves. What should she have done? What should he have done? Number one, resist the devil. Resist the devil, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Okay? Resist. Don't start a conversation. Stand up to the rebellion. Confront it head on immediately. Don't have the conversation. Don't entertain his lies. Don't window shop. Resist the devil. Number two, these are three simple things, folks. Resist the devil. By the way, that started with submit yourselves to God. So you'll resist the devil when you're submitted to God but do it immediately. Number two, flee from sin. Now the devil will flee from you when you rebuke him, but you also can flee from the temptations. Get ready to celebrate the holiday season within grace. This year, we have fantastic gifts to thank you for your support. With any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards featuring original artwork on the front, inspiring Bible verses inside, and the gospel on the back. This will help you show Christ's love this holiday season. For gifts of $35 or more, it gets even better. You'll not only receive those beautiful Christmas cards, but also 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments from Bethlehem, Israel. And for gifts of $100 or more, you'll also receive a stunning olive wood nativity scene from Bethlehem, a cherished piece that will grace your home for years to come. Are you ready for more excitement? A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. That's right, your donations will be doubled. So, make this holiday season truly magnificent within grace. Call us now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE or visit us at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Become part of the InGrace family and celebrate the season of giving. Don't miss this special opportunity to take on the matching gift challenge and double your support. That's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Number three, put on the whole armor of God. In ancient warfare, you have the most powerful soldier in the world, the Roman soldier. They were trained. They were great. They had everything they need, both defensive and offensive. 
but they had to put it on. If he decided to not put something on, well, you know, this breastplate's a little heavy. I'm just going to leave it off today. You know what? They're going to go right for the heart or the helmet. You know, it's kind of in my way. I can't see real well. I mean, you're not protecting yourself from where they're going to try to attack you. So you put on the whole armor of God. Let's talk about, in our remaining few minutes, let's talk about the armor of God. Number one, you have the belt of truth. It says in Ephesians 6.14, stand therefore having your loins, which is your midsection girt, or you know, put it around with truth. In other words, put a belt of truth on. This belt would not only make sure that the soldier's clothing stayed on. Have you ever uh, been in TSA and they make you take off your belt? And some embarrassing things can happen when you do that. But um, it holds a sheath for where the sword goes. Truth, my friends, is so important. It's the key. Why? Because the devil is a liar. The devil is going to tell you God is holding out. God is keeping something back. God is a killjoy. He doesn't want you to enjoy that, whatever it is. But that's a lie. The devil is a liar. God loves you dearly. God wants to give you an abundant life, but you have to do it his way so you don't hurt yourself and you don't hurt other people. Put on the belt of truth to defend against that attack. You need to know what truth is. You need to know what the Bible says. You need to be reading it. You, need, you say, well, I'm not a reader. Then you can listen to it. Okay, the Bible is accessible. We have it. But so many people don't know what it says. Truth, my friends, will keep everything in place in the Christian life. The belt of truth. Number two, we read in the next part of Ephesians 6.14, having on the breastplate of righteousness. That's an important piece of armor. Why? Because it's protecting your heart. It's protecting the most important organ of your body. So how does, this, how does this come to play? Well, remember, if you've received Jesus Christ, you are as righteous as Jesus. You are as righteous as Jesus. Okay? In other words, when God the Father looks at you, he doesn't see your, your sinfulness. He sees Christ's righteousness. Put that on every day. Put on the belt of truth. I, I know what the truth is, and I'm going to use the truth. It's going to secure everything today. But also, I'd say every day, I am a child of God. I am as righteous as Jesus. And today, I'm going to allow him to, to work through me and that I might show someone else what that is like, what God is like, that you are righteous. You don't have to strive to be justified. By your own works. Your own works cannot save you. Our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. Therefore, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Claim by faith the righteous character of God that is available to you through Jesus Christ. Put that on. Claim that every day. The third piece of armor that we read about is the shoes of the gospel. In Ephesians 6.15, it says, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The soldiers would need good traction. They would often put little spikes into the bottom of their shoes or their sandals and they would have good traction and they would be able to move quickly to get toward or get away from danger. So what, is the, what are the shoes of the Christian? Well, the Bible says that we are to be 
We are to put on the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace. I think it simply means this. The gospel is good news. Every day I want to use my feet to move me so that I can share the gospel with someone. That I know what the gospel is and that I can share it. That I'm fully prepared with a readiness to give the gospel of peace. That I recognize that the gospel is the answer to the problems of the world. And then it says the shield of faith in Ephesians 6.16. Taking all uh, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Can you imagine uh, them shooting literally f- uh, arrows on fire at you? And this shield would protect you from that. They can actually interlock these shields, and as a, a, a team of soldiers, they could walk as a wall. And as Christians, we have this shield of faith. Faith protects us from attacks. The devil and the demons are going to throw their flaming arrows at you. They're going to throw a negative thought your way. They're going to throw an accusation your way. They're going to throw the lies that they have your way. And your faith will shield you from those attacks. Remind yourself every morning what is true about God. What is true about you. Meditate on a verse or two throughout the day. And that will help you trust God more in the Lord, to use that shield of faith. Number five, the fifth piece of armor is the helmet of salvation. Ephesians 6, 17, take the helmet of salvation. Another very important part of the body to protect is the head. And the helmet protected the Roman soldier's head from attacks. Paul gives us more detail on the helmet. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, it says, for a helmet... The hope of salvation. The helmet of salvation, the hope of salvation, isn't a, a yearning or a, a, a guess or a, uh, I hope so type of feeling. Hope in this instance in the scripture is a confident expectation. You don't have to worry. Once you put your faith in Jesus Christ, once you believed in him and him alone, you're born again. The helmet of salvation You don't have to worry about losing that. You have a confident expectation. God didn't give you temporary probation. God gave you eternal life. Salvation is a permanent possession that he gives us when we put our trust in him one time. This absolute certainty of salvation is going to give us confidence to enter the battle and if necessary, take some blows because we have the helmet of salvation. I don't have to worry that God will disown me, that God will reject me, that God will give me up. No, I have the helmet of salvation. Every day say, nothing can separate me from the love of God. That'll protect you. The sixth item. I love this, the sword of the Spirit. This is nothing other than the Word of God. This is the sword of the Spirit. Any of you ever do sword drills? When we were kids, we did sword drills. You'd hold up your sword, and somebody would call out a passage, and you'd try to rip through your Bible to find it and be the first one to stand up. Man, those were good times. All these other five pieces of armor are defensive, but now we have an offensive piece of equipment. It's double-sided. It pierces both ways, by the way. Be careful of that, too. But it was difficult to, to stop a Roman soldier's sword. It was a strong and powerful weapon. And we need to use the sword of the Spirit every day. Jesus used it himself when tempted of the devil. We are in a real spiritual battle, my friends. It's not going to end until you're with the Lord. That kind of stinks. But as long as you know it, 
you'll be prepared. Now you have no excuses. You have no excuses. You, you're equipped. Now you have everything you need. Just put it on. Put it on. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. And if you will, with God's armor on, gain the victory every day of your life as a Christian. That devil and his demons, the flesh and the world, cannot gain the victory over you if you are careful to resist the devil, to flee from temptation and to put on the whole armor of God, that's all you need. Isn't that wonderful? Have you put your trust in Jesus Christ? Have you been saved from hell to heaven? If you haven't, the Bible is very clear that God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, and anyone who will believe in him, whosoever believes in him, should not perish, which is hell, but have everlasting life. You see, we have sin. You and I have sin. Jesus had none. He died for our sins on a cross. And he says, if you will believe in me, you will be saved. You'll be in the hand of God. Nothing can remove you from that. Yeah, we can mess up and we can lose our testimony and we won't be as effective for Christ, but you will never be lost. Never be lost because you're in the hand of God. It's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. No one will be boasting that they're in heaven because of anything I did. It's all by what Jesus did and my trust in him. Jesus came, never sinned. He did great things, by the way. Remember how I was saying sometimes we add things to the word of God? You know, God says keep the Sabbath and, and make sure it's holy. Jesus healing on the Sabbath and the people were mad at that? That's adding to the word of God, right? You can't push an elevator button on Shabbat in, in Israel, okay? Aren't you glad it's by grace that we're saved through faith? It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God because we cannot keep the law. We cannot do right. And we usually end, end up adding to what God says. We can't even do that. And Jesus came and died for our sins on the cross. He paid for all of our sins. And if you will believe in him, you'll be saved. Knowing for sure you're on your way to heaven is the most important thing that you can do to overcome the devil, the world, and the flesh. And putting your faith in Jesus Christ gives you eternal life. You're in him, he's in you through his spirit, and that will protect you. Now we need to grow in him. We need to know more about him. We need to make sure we don't believe the lie of the devil, but first we must be saved from our sins, and that is by trusting Jesus as our hope, our only hope, our only salvation. Jesus died and rose again. If you'll believe in him, you'll be saved. Now, tomorrow, we're going to be featuring part one of Jesus' first days. It's our Christmas series where we filmed in Israel and Bethlehem and Nazareth and different places, and I can't wait to bring that to you tomorrow on our Friday edition of In Grace. We also have really beautiful Christmas cards that will mark this same story. We have a Christmas card of the wise men, of the angel proclaiming the good news, of the shepherds hearing from the angel, of Mary and Joseph, and of baby Jesus. We have five different Christmas cards. All of them have the gospel on them. All of them have the Bible verses. And we're gonna give you two of each of these. So 10 Christmas cards as our way of saying thank you 
for your gift of any amount to Ingrace. Right now, your gift is going to be doubled as we have a year-end matching gift challenge going on. So if you give $20, you're going to actually be giving $40, and you're going to be getting 10 beautiful Christmas cards in the mail. We also have, for those of you that give a gift of $35 or more, we'll send you the Christmas cards and 10 olive wood from Bethlehem Christmas ornaments. You'll definitely want to put these on your tree. If your gift is $100 or more, again, your gift will be doubled and you'll get the Christmas cards, the ornaments, and a beautiful olive wood nativity from Bethlehem. This is one of the ways to connect with Israel and to support Israel right now. Call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Don't miss your chance to be a part of Ingrace's matching gift challenge. A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. For any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards with original artwork as a thank you. For $35 or more, you'll also receive 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments. And for gifts of $100 or more, we have a stunning olive wood nativity scene just for you. Be a part of our matching gift challenge. Double your generosity and pay it forward. Call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on Ingrace Radio. Radio.